This week's podcast brought to you by PSI. We have a placemat with all of the presidents bar, the last one, on it. And um, on the flip side, it has all of the presidents without their names on it. And our uh, youngest told me just this morning that she could name uh, a lot of the presidents without looking at their names. They said, oh, okay, go ahead. And she said, George Washington. Yep. I don't know. 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 There were 14 more I don't knows. Abraham Lincoln. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All the way up to JFK. I read a, I read a who was JFK uh, about him. I said, that's correct. I don't know. 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 George W. Bush, Barack Obama. She skipped Bill Clinton. She didn't know him. <laughs> Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day just to keep it sane Who's the ball and who's the chain It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane Well, I can't tell you what actual day it is, but I do know that it's the second consecutive snow day for our kids, and it's Groundhog Day. You may not have realized that. Today's Groundhog Day? Well, of course, every day has been Groundhog Day for the last part of almost the entire year, but... Today's the actual... February 2nd, yeah, isn't it? Is it always February 2nd, or is it like the... The first, first Thursday in February, yeah. Like the Kentucky Derby, the first Saturday in May. And I think it's always February 2nd. Oh, well, there we go. I think he's going back in, right? <laughs> I don't, we, we don't want him to see his shadow, or we do? Groundhog Day is one of those things that was momentous in grade school. Did he see a shadow? Did he not see a shadow? The nationally televised Punxsutawney Phil... And in that, as an adult, I've completely lost interest in. But do you remember, like, if he sees his shadow, winter's longer, or if he doesn't see his shadow, winter's longer? I don't know. I, don't I just know, know that. I just know that whatever he saw or didn't see, there was going to be six more weeks of winter in Minnesota. Well, there's just going to be, right, that's true. There's going to be six more weeks of just getting the snow that we've got in the last two days to melt. We've got over, what, foot and a half, would you say? Yeah, and, and we may repeat this on Sunday. But So I, I have the last two mornings I've got up and shuffled, and I woke up this morning and felt like I had been hit by a car, but in fact it was just old man shoveling. And, uh, I'll but set that to some, like, really bar- a baritone singing tune. No, no, what, what, old what, man shoveling. What, what, we, what, what was playing in my head, honestly, it's funny you say that while I was shoveling was, Rolling Stones painted black because, you know, we've got this white driveway. And I, as I was shoveling, I was thinking, I want to paint this driveway black. But I'm painting it black by with each shovel stroke. I'm removing the white and and revealing the black. That's there's the some, art of, of snow shoveling. There's got to be some sort of um, satisfaction you took in that, right? Uh, immense satisfaction. It's the same. I mean, it's 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 a metaphor for life. It's it's utterly futile. And after I I spent a couple of hours shoveling, two hours later, as as if I had done nothing, and when I shoveled again, two hours after that, it was as if I had done nothing, and somebody else had shoveled more snow onto the driveway. So yeah, it's it's not. 
not really close, but it's similar to when I vacuum a really dirty carpet and you get all the stuff off of the floor and it's clean again, except then I would be angry if one of the kids came and then dumped the vacuum bag back on the carpet, which is essentially what Mother Nature is doing to your driveway after you shovel it. And it's essentially what our kids are doing to the carpet. Yeah, well, essentially. It takes a few more days. We didn't have a podcast last week. One of the reasons was because um, Monday morning, I sat down to do some work and I opened up my laptop, which has all of my everything in it and on it, and it wouldn't turn on. And, um, and so my computer was unusable. I was at the time trying to prepare for, I thought I was going to be calling two games that Thursday, freaking out. And uh, so we was without laptop Monday, Tuesday, they told me I could uh, bring it to the Genius Bar, but at least up in Connecticut, I don't know how it is across the country, but the Genius Bar in the Apple stores are just a storefront. You can't actually go into an Apple store. There's just the geniuses at the bar and then the non-geniuses. I I I thought bars were closed. The Genius Bar is exempt from that? (laughs) Exactly. Yes, they've turned it from a store into a Genius Bar. And, And so they... They had two guys who were the geniuses, and then there was two, three, two or three people who were not the geniuses, but you would just go there to pick up an order, or if you wanted to buy something, they would then go back into the store that nobody else could go in and get the product that you wanted. Anyway, um, you know, in the past, something's wrong with your computer. You'd go. They'd keep it for a couple hours. You'd fix it. You'd get it back. And I went, and they said, well, we're doing things differently now because of COVID. Just leave your computer. It'll take us about 24 hours to diagnose the problem. You'll get it back between seven and 10 days. And the kid was really, really nice. And so I just said to him, I said, is this like a car dealership where you give me a loaner? And he said- Did you say how long would it take it if you weren't geniuses? Right, exactly. And and he said, no, they they only give loaners to businesses who pay a hefty price for it. So anyway, I left them my computer, walked away thinking like, how in the heck am I going to do all the work that I need to get done? But fortunately- And and since since your computer, your your everything is on it and in it, as you said earlier. And it, don't deny it, having said it. I won't deny having said it. I mean, uh, you did know you feel, what I mean. Did you feel a sense of, of massive uh, separation anxiety when you turned over the, the laptop? Um, no, but what I like, I did feel a huge amount of stress because um, a lot of stuff that would in the past or with the use of the computer take me an hour or two to prepare for were now going to take two to three times that because I was thinking I'm going to have to redo everything. And it was funny too, because this happened on Monday and I had to get my, um, my ballot in for my, for the AP poll. I I vote on the women's basketball top 25 poll each week. That's, that's late Sunday night that you do that usually. Or or early Monday morning, depending how tired I am. It's due Monday morning at 11 a.m. But I normally just do that. Like I've got all my previous polls and word folders on my laptop Anyway, I had this piece of um, lined paper out and a pencil, <laughs> and I was like doing it that way, and you know, making arrows and stuff when I wanted to move a team here or there because of the wins and the losses of the previous week. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Well, I almost it? forgot a, how to do it this it's, way. It's it's that's the way you should be doing it. Legal yellow legal pad. Oh my gosh, it was so much harder. Anyway, a big ballpoint pen. I was in this un, like I was stressed as you know because I was expressing my stress and frustration to you as the only one home and I apologize for that. But um and then there was this huge relief when I realized that everything had been saved into the cloud. <laughs> Whatever. I don't even know how the cloud works, but everything that was on my my 
laptop was in this cloud and I could access this lovely cloud um, I mean, and really, then you well, what? G- access all of my documents that I needed in order to prepare for my games and studio and even like even the teams I coach I have the, the kids because uh, you know we're getting uniforms for the season and all the kids had told their parents had told me their uniform size and their jersey number and all of that I the only place I had it was on my computer and I'm like I've got to get these uniforms ordered and Anyway, what in God's name could the cloud possibly be? I mean, I do picture it as an actual cloud with your photographs and your and like, files in it. I don't know. I don't. Where know does it any, go? I don't know. Where does it come from? What are you downloading it from? I don't know. I and mean, this this is this is basically becoming an IT podcast. We should turn this into a, a strictly well, a tech, especially podcast. since you and I have zero clue with any of this stuff. And and so it was a an enormous relief, of course, that I was able to get this stuff. But then at the same time, I'm thinking somebody can access all of my whatever's on my computer whenever they want if they can just get it in my cloud like well you should use a second rolling stones reference of the podcast of in the podcast in my so cloud? hey you get off of my cloud get out of my cloud get out of my cloud yes yeah, so anyway that was one of the reasons we did not do the podcast last week did we have a snow day last week no we had a two and a half hour delay i think one of our, one of our I, kids i don't think schools. our kids have ever, ever attended school on a monday in in january or our, February. our high schoolers have not that is correct any year yeah no it seems like whenever we get these big snowstorms they come on mondays and um of course when we've talked about this before because the kids it's wonderful they've been home for two days we're ready to send them back to school and I and January February I work every Monday and and it was uh, yesterday we got this huge snowstorm. Ryan Rucco and I who we've been calling um, all our women's college basketball games from Bristol. We go in we you know sit socially distanced in a in the studio and we call the games. Well, yesterday in the morning he uh, Monday morning he got an alert on his phone that Mayor De Blasio Ryan lives in New York. It was a state of emergency. You're not allowed on those streets unless you're you're an emergency vehicle. But Ryan has one of these at-home kits at his house. Oh, for I, thought, he, I thought you were going to say Ryan has an emergency vehicle no. just in <laughs> oh, case great. he needs to call. No, he has, um, he has a home kit for when he calls NBA games. Well, I don't have a home kit. If you live in Connecticut, I may have mentioned this before, ESPN won't give you a home kit because they have kits in Bristol, so you just drive there. What if you well, live four minutes uh, from the Massachusetts border? Like us, yeah. like if, if we were, I think I could then get a home kit. Anyway, so yesterday, Ryan's going to call the game from home, but I still have to get in to Bristol. They had they had somebody on backup. LaChina Robinson was waiting in, because uh, she has a home kit in her home in Atlanta. So if I couldn't make it in. What is a home kit? What is a home kit? It is like a big monitor. Um, and then it is, uh, I think, a couple iPads. And then most importantly, it's this box with headphones and um, the box, it's similar to one that you would have when you're sitting courtside at a game. You can press a button, talk back where you just talk to your producer. You can press a button where you talk to um, the other person calling the does, game with you. Does it you. have a cough button? It does have a cough button. Does it have yeah. like crazy sound effects actu- like a tin whistle or something? No, it actually like when you're when you're sitting courtside, you have three buttons. You have a talk back for your producer you have a cough button or maybe it's just the two buttons um but this box has six because especially a play-by-play person sometimes you might want to talk directly to the stats guy um and then and so you've got the monitor this big monitor where you can see the game and then it's all you know plugged in hardwired into your um into your internet so that everything can work 
What's interesting too, like how we call games now is typically when we'd be at a game, sitting at the table, there's four people. There's the stats person who sits next to the play-by-play guy and he hands like the teams on a 10-0 run or whatever. He's like, like, like um, Cyrano de Bergerac. He's whispering into into Ryan's ear the things yes. he should be saying. He um, he writes it down on a piece of paper and just tosses it. Sometimes I'll pick it up and, and use it to support what I'm saying. Sometimes Ryan will. But it's all specific to, you know, it's not so much the research as it is what's happening in the game in front of you that you can't really keep track of yourself. And then it goes the play-by-play person, then the analyst, and then next to me is what's called the stage manager. And they're the one, anytime the play-by-play person has to read a promo, you know, coming up on Tuesday, Super Tuesday in the men's game or anything like that, they have those written on cards. Well, you don't have those now during COVID. So what's interesting is when we're sitting there to call a game, we have a Zoom um, and on on my screen on the Zoom, Holly Rowe, because she's remote at her house. And then there's also the stats guy. But what's so great Holly is, is in Florida. Holly's in Florida. Yeah. Ryan's in New York. Ryan's in New York. In I was in Bristol. You're in Connecticut. And the game is in? The game is in Louisville, Kentucky. So what was great, the stats guy, no matter where we are, they don't bring the stats person in. They're in their home. But what they do is they have a white board a dry erase board you know a small handheld one and they'll write stuff on there so like last night when we're calling the game if i like look down at my zoom one of the boxes i just see somebody holding up like in red dry erase marker um you know uh, louisville is oh for their last five field goals or whatever it was so normally when the paper would just be handed now you've got this guy at home writing stuff on a whiteboard that he's holding up the stage manager who used to hand us cards well, now there's an iPad and it just has like, you know, number one through whatever. And Ryan, they'll, the producer will just say to Ryan, you know, read card seven. And that's when he, he like goes on the iPad to do it. But um, anyway, getting into getting getting there yesterday was tough. I, I was going to give myself, it normally takes me 45 minutes or so to get into Bristol. And I was going to leave myself, you know, two hours to get there. And planning on leaving in early afternoon, and you had gone the just... TV was saying over and over, do not leave your house right. under any circumstance. If right. you absolutely must travel, say you're, you're in labor or you're, <laughs> you're, uh, you need to get to the ER, by all means, be very careful. But um, in your case, you but had you Louisville versus... It South was like a one-four matchup. Anyway, North Carolina State. Yeah. I know, but so you had gone to the grocery store, I think, or to fill up the gas tank, and you came home and you said, "You need to leave right now." Like, the roads are starting to get bad. It's only going to get worse this afternoon. And so I did. I quickly got all of my stuff together that I could. As as I'm finishing helping our youngest make these make cupcakes, we left the. Uh, the cupcake frosting to you. I, I had to leave before that, that was, was made. That was much more involved than I had expected, yes. but we got it done. Um, cleanup was, was epic. Yes. And, uh, well, that's the whole thing with baking with kids is the cleanup is always a disaster. So, anyway, got to Bristol lots of hours early, called the game, had a hotel room there in case I needed to stay over, but I braved the roads. It took me forever to get home, but I got home safely. And, um, well... Ryan and Holly never left their houses. I was like, hold on. I still think I should have one of these home kits in the house. Like, instead of making me drive. Do you know what I think would in be this interesting? Weather. Yes. What would be interesting is so Ryan's in New York, Holly's in Florida, you're in Connecticut, the game is in Louisville. Remote officiating. If the officials had refereed that game from, you know, Paducah, or I mean, no, no, that's not, but nowhere near Kentucky. If the officials had refereed that game from, from, uh, 
West Covina, California or something. That would have been interesting. Or no, officials would be in different places. Yeah, all three. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that would be um, something you could do. But uh, then, then at halftime, I think it's something that they will do eventually. And like a halftime, Hollywood normally, if we were on site, would interview the coach that was leading, whose team was leading. Well, because of COVID, we can only interview one coach at the half because there's only one a sanitized headset. So we had set it up to, to it, interview. Is it, is it the headset that has a little paper strip around it that says sanitized <laughs> right. for your protection? It's so we had we'd set it up Motel to interview. Motel room toilets of the 1960s. <laughs> to interview Coach Walls. Well, they were they were not leading. They had a, had a horrible second quarter. Took forever th- for him to get over there when it got in. Like, we didn't know where he was, and we put the headset on. Like, there had been miscommunication, and Holly thought we were interviewing Wes Moore and so she's like Coach Moore and as soon as she said that Jeff Walls took off the headset like threw it onto the scores table and marched to the locker room and um, I think I don't know if he was he, he probably thought that Holly was actually interviewing Wes Moore as the NC State coach somewhere else but anyway we were just I'm just sitting in Connecticut Ryan's sitting in New York Holly's sitting in Florida and poor Jeff Walls is ticked off as can be, I mean, marching he, off the just court. <laughs> lost, obviously. Well, no, this is a halftime. Oh, this is a halftime. Oh, yeah, we wouldn't have done it okay. at the end of the game. But no, his. I mean, they're the number one team in the country. It's the first time they had gone into a half trailing. They had played horribly, shot horribly in the second quarter. So he had every reason to be frustrated. And then he's like waiting, 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 because we didn't know that we our camera hadn't shown that he was waiting for us. And then uh, Coach Moore and he. Charges off. I, I found it funny. I find it funny as well. <laughs> and now I've got Hamilton in my head. Talk less, coach more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I was thinking last week that I had switched luck with you because my computer crashed. Although, and I have to say, they told me seven to 10 days. They took the computer, and two days later, it was delivered to our doorstep, all fixed and working. So, thank you to the geniuses. Um, they plugged it in. The, yeah, exactly. That's why. Uh, that's why I would never have taken it to the Genius Bar because they would ask those questions that you, you can't possibly answer. We also had an issue this past week with our HVAC, and there was water in the basement. We had to have a guy oh, come yeah. look at it. And I, I can't stand those specialized questions that they're going to ask. You know, did you did you try? Did you try booting up the Control Q Quadrant Nine? And and I'll, I don't. What I, I don't know I I, I think right I, I'll BS my way you know I I, th- I think I tried that but I'm not sure can you demonstrate that Ugh. or the same thing with the HVAC and the guy the HVAC guy was great but you know you know okay where is your boiler what you, I don't you, know you could answer that one couldn't you you know where our boiler we is. don't have a boiler well our our hot water heater yeah. this was a uh, I think we talked about this in the first week of the podcast episodes yeah anyway well it's um it's funny that you say that because when i was at the genius bar i heard something come out of my mouth and i was like what the hell rebecca like the the guy said to me he's like you know so explain when did it stop working and i said um i said you know i used it last night it was plugged in overnight and when i opened it this morning you know nothing and then this sentence came out of my mouth i said i said i don't know what happened it didn't suffer any trauma (laughs) That's what you said. That's what I said. I said, didn't suffer any trauma. Like, what, Rebecca, what? Like, you, it's okay to say, like, I didn't drop it or anything. I it said, didn't suffer any trauma. It didn't at suffer least, any trauma. At least not any physical trauma. Right. The emotional trauma of, of displaying women's college basketball every day, 12 hours a day for years may have. Uh, uh, it was, um, 
Yeah. It, but <laughs> that, that, that's when you're in those environments and you're like, what? Talk like a human. But um, yeah, so I was thinking I had your luck last week because my, my computer crashed. And then one morning, the basement's flooded in two separate parts of the basement. Well, flooded is too strong a okay, description. Um, there was water on the floor in the basement. But enough that you, we could use the wet vac and to, to, enough that it would cause damage because it could it could have caused damage. People will picture floating sofas. No, no, no. Like it wasn't that. It was around the two, around the HVAC and around our water tank, there was a substantial amount of water. And then I'm driving the kids to school, and I look down, and tire pressure low. Of course, this was a day where it was three degrees, so of course the tri- tire pressure was low, and I had to put put the air in the tire. But that was the same day that that was the day after the the. And but but you're you're bearing the lead here. You yes. learned an amazing tip from oh, another. I was going to oh, get sorry. there. I was going to get there. So I felt like a better human being when I went to fill up the air in my tires, and this is why. And we've talked about this. We've talked about efficiency, like how you you showed me the right way to organize eggs when you put them back into the fridge so that the the carton is balanced. I still can't believe all the people who've told me they cut off the crusts after they've put the peanut butter and jelly on the bread. But this was a new one for me. So when I was a kid, I don't ever remember my dad putting air in the tires. He must have done it when we weren't in the car because, of course, he put air in the tires of the car. You, that's one, something you did. But I never went with him. And and I'll have to ask him if he does it this way. But in the past, when I've had to put air in the tires, like I go to the machine and I go to each individual tire, individual tire, and I unscrew the cap, put the air in, put the cap back on. So I pull in and there's already there's somebody else there who has to put air in his tires because it's a three-degree day, so everybody's air in their tires is low. And I'm watching this guy, and he goes and he takes the cap off of one tire. Then he goes around, takes the cap off the other, and then the cap off the other, and cap off the other. And I was like, brilliant. This is so much more efficient than holding the air compressor thing in one hand and your freezing cold hands trying to take the cap off or put it back on. Took all the caps off when it was my turn, filled all the tires with air, actually drove home. And when I got home, that's when I put the caps back on when my hands were no longer freezing from putting the air in the tires. It, I, I, I was but like, this is something I will pass on to our children because it's a practical, the whole point helpful this, way to put air in all your tires. But I thought this was, you were doing this and he was doing this because he was at the air thing that cost Well, that was part in. of it. No, he, he had already taken- You're racing the clock. He had already right? you, taken- you get like a minute of air? He had already taken the caps off his tires. And then like I got out of the car and just made small small talk. And he said, um, he said, it's a dollar for four minutes. He said, I can't imagine it's going to take me four minutes to f- put the air in my tires. He said, so after I put the air in, I'll drive away. He said, I'll wait and I'll put the caps on later. I'll drive away and you can come up and use some of the time. Well, Don't actually, you think you're violating the spirit of the uh, of the agreement, the the, the uh, human social contract between the buyer of of air at the gas station and the purveyors of air at the gas station? No, there's none of that because it actually does take a little while to put your, the air in your tire. So I was able to get like one tire half filled before the air ran out, and then I had to swipe my credit card for then the Then did you have a remaining balance minutes. that you ceded the remainder of your time to the gentleman right. from Arizona well, who was pulling up? Exactly. So when I was done, that is also one of the reasons I waited to put the caps back on, is when I was done, the, the thing was still going. It was, it, you know, There was still time left, and there was a woman waiting behind me, so I quickly pulled away. I didn't say anything to her. but um, So they had the free one. You could, you could get 
air for free, but the one where you paid the money was you put in, is it PSI? What's the letters? PSI. Yeah, you you put in the, the PSI number, and for us it's 36 on the minivan, and then when it gets to 36, it goes, you know, makes a sound, beep, and then you know, all right, that tire's good, and then you go on to the next one, and I needed that little bit of help. And it, so a dollar well spent. I want to start a reality show where we just have a camera at one of these stations, okay? Mm-hmm. And you see the kindnesses and the and the little uh, uh, maybe conflicts that, that arise from people trying to fill air. And But I, I don't want to do it where it's cold. You'd have much better uh, f- characters turning over. And I, I would call it PSI Miami. Oh, good heavens. You realize that people generally only need to put air in their tires when it's cold. You might not have a whole lot of uh, PSI Miami. I just wanted to footage. You just wanted to say that. I gotcha. We have a lot of viewer mail that has piled up over the last. Well, before over over over. May I say this? Yes. Over the last fortnight. (laughs) Ooh, let me ask you this before we get to that, because I came home. I was so excited about about what I learned about, you know, putting air in the tires. And I, and I said to our son. Your, your, your learnings? Yes, my learnings. That, said, that's something that they say in your business meetings, don't they? <laughs> no. Don't they say? Isn't learnings? that something people have said? Your learnings, yeah. I don't think so. so we, we, have, we, we have, yeah, I'm almost certain you've told me that people have said, you know, what are our learnings from this? Uh, no, our brags. No, you've said brags, but uh, but you've said. Another but one was I've learnings? heard from other Maybe. people. All I know is my, my somebody, some, some extended member of my family, uh, texted me this week and said, you'll, you'll be happy to know that brainstorms, she'd just been in a, in a Zoom meeting, I think that brainstorms are now are now thought showers. Thought showers. Thought showers. Thought showers. Ugh. Um, okay. I, I suggested several alternatives. And um, let's, why don't you share uh, those alternatives uh, with Brain us? bidet, I thought, was, was, was one that would have been <laughs> I like been that one. You like that one? Um, I, I I won't be able to find this text thread now, but uh, oh yeah, I suggested um, a suggestion swirly, <laughs> the concept jacuzzi, and 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 lastly a, a wisdom wet willy. Mm. I thought would be a good. I thought you were going to go different different. But well, something sauna. What, oh, what could you what go with that there? Be? Uh, uh, a suggestion sauna. Yeah, there you go. A, a suggestion schwitz. I think would be. <laughs> well, when I came home that day, all excited about the um, the efficiency of putting air in the tires, I said to our son, "I said next time I need to get air in the tires, you should come with me. I think you would enjoy enjoy doing it." And then I and then you were there too, and I was and I thought to myself, "Am I stepping on Steve's toes by like, you know, as the father son thing? Is that something the f- father teaches the son? Like, are you?" Would would you want to teach him your own way to put air in the tires? And um, I, I quickly dismissed that thought. Good. But, uh, you, 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 your you, instincts were correct. Yeah, I, I'm fine to bring our son there yeah. and teach him how to put in air fact, in the tires. In fact, if my tires need air, feel free to bring him there. <laughs> uh, shall we get to viewer mail? Yeah. Let's... Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your pure mail. can barely remember our last podcast, but I think in that last podcast, I said something about what burns your brisket, right? Yes, you did. Because our first viewer mail comes from Geraldine, who writes, in its entirety, in its entirety, she writes, singe my sirloin. Okay? <laughs> now, I that's, don't know- That's it, the whole email? or That's, that's the, the whole email. I don't know. The header who's is- Who's it from? Answer to the, from Geraldine. Answer to the question, okay? Uh-huh. Now, ordinarily, I open an email, and it just says, singe my sirloin- 
I'm 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 intrigued. Yeah. But now I realize it's it's an answer to the question of what is what is the alternative to burn my brisket. Singe my sirloin tends to be in my spam folder right next to the male Elon Gators. Yes. Singe my sirloin. Anyway, um, Mary in Pittsburgh writes, I appreciated Rebecca's description of her game folder colors. Ah, we there spoke we in, previously on Ball and Chain. And guess what last night was? What? NC State, Louisville. Oh, that was very confusing to watch because I thought, I kept thinking Louisville was NC State and NC State was Louisville. I, I never, through a whole game, I could I could never keep straight who was who because they were both wearing black, white, and red. Yep. Am I correct? Two, two red folders. Good thing I went and got my extra supply. Well, Mary says, uh, I'm the office manager at a small CPA firm and choosing a file folder color for the next tax year is always a big decision. 2020 tax folders are going to be... White, very boring, she writes. We never used red folders because in our world, red symbolizes debt. Oh, of course. Of course, you're in the red. I would also like to sign up for the over 50 rec league that Rebecca learned about in the Staples parking lot. Now, for those who are not listening in order. Um, a woman talked trash to me in the Staples parking lot when I was getting my red it, red file it, folders. She's in a 50 plus uh, yep. rec basketball league. Yep, and she would uh, shoot her hook shot as, right as, over me. As Mary says, I'm assuming there will be drinking afterwards as that's pretty much why rec leagues exist. During, yeah, I probably. think halftime probably. So June writes, uh, this and that. Rebecca, I enjoyed hearing you talk about how you prepare to call games with your colored file folders. Look at that. But you never know what people, what will really there, grab there's people by the lapels. There's a whole subculture of organized folks out there. People who, um, who prowl the aisles at Staples uh, fondling the... the the folders, the hanging files, and the manila. You don't have to fondle them. You just have to look at them and appreciate the ways they can change your the, life. The the, the, uh, the 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 bureaucratic equivalent of of squeezing the Charmin is yeah. what I'm thinking of. Uh, as for the PB and J thing, uh, I keep getting the same uh, spoofing call on my phone right now while I'm trying to do this. Um, I'm always worried that I'm going to touch a button and accidentally answer it. As for the PB and J thing, writes June, I have to side with Steve. Cut the crust off after the sandwich is made or do like I do with all sandwiches and just don't eat the crust. Thanks for continuing to do the podcast. Regards, June. Now, I have to say it's been... it's been. I've not had a single person agree with me. Yeah, no, nobody not a agrees one. with you. It's, it's a terrible system, and I it's think most people... It's a perfect system. ...acknowledge that. Uh, Steve, our northern suburbs correspondent, writes, uh, Dear Steve and Rebecca, I was delighted with your delight at my use of the word vicissitudes in my letter of last week. Mm. As the son of an English teacher and an English major myself, I have always thought that language was something to be studied and perhaps most importantly used correctly in speech and in writing. Steve is an English major. I, I would consider myself an, an English colonel. No, I, I, I'm not even sure that outranks a major. I don't. An English. All the only thing I know about ranks I learned when watching Mash. Right. Of Colonel course. Potter. Yes. Major. Houlihan. Was she uh, a major? Uh, Margaret was. Uh, was. Um, yeah, she was a major. So then, Colonel Major Burns. Majors. Uh, anyway, uh, Steve, I have been a fan of your writing since I first came across your essay cons many years ago. Thank you, Steve, mostly because of your creative use of language and your ability to make connections with words. I also appreciate that someone else cringes when reading signs such as. 10 items or less. Mm. I hope our stop and shop uh, manager is listening, listening because they've corrected that. Yes. My father and I used to have a running dialogue of emails and photos to one another 
whenever we would encounter what we called the further erosion of the English language. Unfortunately, we lost him last year. I'm sorry to hear that. And so in honor of his memory and to provide the Ball and Chain Pod family with some good examples, as I find them, I'll start with two classic examples that I came across. Enjoy. I remain Steve, your Northern Suburbs correspondent. There's two photos. Ready, Rebecca? Mm -hmm. First, Home Depot's five-gallon bottled water provider will only accept bottles that say Candy Ohi on them. Home, uh, Home Depot's five-gallon bottled water provider. Well, I, this one is, is is a linguistic train wreck that I'm. I'm. There, there. This is like spot the, uh, you know, spot the thing in Highlights magazine. Mm-hmm. Find the things that are wacky. There are too many. St. Elizabeth Parish Bazaar in Brennyville, nine miles. The bazaar, of course, is B-I-Z-A-R-R-E on this sign. Parish Bazaar. Mm-hmm. How does it how is it? B-A-Z-A-A-R. All right. Right? Yeah. Of course. Of course. So oh, by the way, the uh the uh the uh Home Depot bottled water thing will only accept E-X-C-E-P-T. Uh, I was looking at five five gallon needs to be hyphenated, otherwise you have is it five gallon bottled water? But anyway, so there you have them. There's also random capitalization, all the kinds of stuff that drives me nuts. Uh, Dear Rebecca and Steve writes, Rachel, a few thoughts I have had over the past week or so. Are you ready, Rebecca? I'm ready. PB&J, who cuts off the crust? It's the best part. Since I'm eating the crust, I spread all of the way to the edge and probably over the edge. My father worked the graveyard shift for 42 years every morning from K through eighth grade. My dad would make me PB&J for breakfast. Ooh. PB&J is one of those things you can eat for any meal. PB and dogs. Dogs can have some peanut butter as long as it doesn't contain xylitol. Do not take xylitol if you're allergic to xylitol, Rebecca. They make peanut butter with xylitol? X-Y-L-I-T-O-L. The artificial sweetener is toxic for dogs. Go ahead and give the pups some peanut butter just in moderation. Our 100-pound lap dog loves to take the almost empty container outside and clean it out as much as she can. That's a good way. It's almost impossible to clean out a peanut butter, plastic peanut butter jar for, for the recycling bin. You know? Say that again. It's almost impossible. You weren't listening to me to clean out a plastic peanut butter jar before you put it in recycling. Yes, you're right. She leaves it to the dogs. They clean it out. Oh. You know, kind of like we've filled one of those Kongs with peanut butter and they they clean it out. Uh, UConn versus Tennessee. I've enjoyed watching the rivalry renewed as part of the We Back Pat Week. I'm thankful that no matter how competitive the rivalry became, there was a mutual respect for talent and ability between Coach Summit and Coach Oriyama. I thought the game this year was a great tribute to the tradition of both teams. 46, hopefully President Biden will renew the tradition of picking a women's and men's NCAA basketball bracket with ESPN. I enjoyed watching that each year because it helped the everyday person see a different side of the president. Rebecca, do you think any chance you used to do the pick the brackets with President Obama? Basketball, of course, was one of his things. I'm not sure that's the case I think there's with probably Biden. a chance because I know Joe Biden um, has a connection with Elena Deladon because, of course, she is from Delaware, went to the University of Delaware. He... Um, has how many years was he <laughs> did he represent delaware in the senate a so, long time a long time so i think there is a chance it would be kind of cool maybe if he um just designated president obama to continue to do it on his behalf that would be cool henry aaron the united states of america and the sporting world have lost one of the great leaders and ambassadors for sport and civility steve in your writing adventures did you have any opportunities to interact with mr aaron if so do you have a favorite memory of him i did um six years ago i attended his 80th birthday party his 80th uh, his birthday is in February, and uh, so it was six years ago this month. In Washington, D.C., uh, there was a reception the night before at the Hay Adams Hotel, which overlooks the White House. Um, there were uh, dozens of dignitaries, uh, plus me, hiding behind a potted palm, but I had been invited there um, to write a column about it. 
And uh, among my memories of that night, uh, the then Attorney General Eric Holder gestured to the White House right out the window of this reception room and lit up at night and said, uh, there's a young man over there right now whose path in life was made easier by Henry Aaron. The next night um, was a, a black tie dinner at the National Portrait Gallery in Washington. They had unveiled uh, a portrait of, of Henry Aaron. And as at a wedding, you were seated at, you know, I was at table six or whatever it was. And and when I got to the table, there were eight people at the table, and uh, two of them were Frank Robinson, the great Frank Robinson, and Rachel Robinson, Jackie Robinson's widow. Uh, it was it was uh, mind blowing. And then when I left that dinner that night and went back to the hotel in Washington, forty two was on HBO in the hotel room, and there was a young actress playing the young Rachel Robinson. Rachel Robinson's in her 90s and looked like she was 50. Um, incredible. And, and uh, I spoke mostly to Frank Robinson, who was seated to my left, but I got up at one point in the dinner, walked around the table, apologized to Rachel Robinson in advance, but said I would never forgive myself <laughs> if I hadn't introduced myself and, and uh, uh, when I'm seated at the same table as she was, and uh, she was very nice. Uh, finally, Rebecca, Rachel says, thank you for uh, the copy of Home Team, which you sent her. She's happily added to the home library. She's enjoying the story and the back and forth between you and your mom. Um, this is from Rachel, our resident crossword creator. I'm finally finding time to work on my next one, she says. Oh, awesome, because she's done two, I think, so far. Yay. I love those. Those are always a nice surprise. Uh, Ralph writes, hi, Rastiva. It used to be that one suffered from the heartbreak of psoriasis, not moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. It is still unclear to me what to do if it's mild, whatever disease is being discussed. Um... I do not remember when I decided that the crust did not need to be cut off of whatever sandwich was being made for me. When I made them for myself, I left the crust on. That was probably when. I do not know what method my mother used, but she was not one to let things go to waste. By using Steve's method, she could get a little snack out of it, a, la a handful of M&Ms. In, in, indeed, uh, Rebecca, I think that's the root of your thing, is, is um, uh, both of our parents would never have allowed Anything to go to waste. Nothing. Anything. So I think you're feeling like oh, you need to make croutons or something out of this. But this feeds perfectly into our next viewer mail. It's from... They do actually make homemade breadcrumbs. Do they? I, I do. Homemade, I could. Homemade breadcrumbs. Like you don't make homemade bread, so how can you make homemade breadcrumbs? Because I would like use them in, in recipes, like so in, in, in you, place you, of you breadcrumbs. Like take, if I'm making something would, that needs breadcrumbs, like as part of the recipe as the filler, I, I have sometimes made homemade take, ones out of bread. And I could actually out of just use bread. the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Homemade breadcrumbs from store-bought bread. Correct. Think about that one, Rebecca. It's still better than just pouring the breadcrumbs out of the can. Sure, but it's not homemade breadcrumbs. And both of them are better than you not doing anything. <laughs> when, you, when, you buy, when, you buy, when you buy a loaf of bread from the store yes. and it leaves crumbs, those do not become homemade crumbs just because you made the crumbs at home. Right? I guess it does. Just move on. Did I tell you that I'm a language colonel? <laughs> I'm an English colonel. Never mind. Okay. Um, Michael. Michael uh, in Higashi Kitazawa. Oh, our, hello, our, Michael. Our Higashi Kitazawa. The poet laureate of Higashi Kitazawa. I like to think of Michael as. Don't you? I do. Okay. Uh, dear Stephen Rebecca, greetings from Higashi Kitazawa. I hope this finds you well. In the spirit of last week's podcast, please accept the following as a bit of mirthful and mouthful PB&J merriment. Are you ready, Rebecca? I'm ready. And forgive my, uh, my, this is my, I'm reading this cold, which is hard to do with poetry. 
Double downers or terse vicissitudes might burn one's brisket, sings, singe one's sinuses, or mangle, or mangle one's moods. But voila, debates about PB&J crusts and other ball and chain musts deploy happy and healthy platitudes. Honestly, you two keep me laughing, so thank you for that. I apologize, Michael, for the... Uh, Are you sure he said voila and not voila? voila? Well, he spelled uh, voila correctly, uh, including the accent, the backward slash uh, acute grave or uh, it's an accent grave. Is it not, Rebecca? I don't know, but I can tell you the the best fonts to put on basketball jerseys. <laughs> Please, regale us with that. No, that's okay. Michael, thank you. Um, uh, I'll try to do a better job of, of reading your, your work in the future. But he did get singed one sinuses in there, and uh, we and now know that the- brisket. I mean, he got everything We, we now there. know that the uh, correct phrase is uh, burn one's, I'm sorry, singe one's sirloin, right? Yes. Well, uh, we have uh, we have another poem. This is this is our poetry segment. This comes from. Uh, Do you remember s- when at one podcast, probably a hundred podcasts ago, you said you were going to start reading po- poetry? I do. Uh, on the podcast? Like, like many of the things I say, it, it... You forget it as soon as we leave the basement. What is the, what is the speaking equivalent of it going one ear and out, in one ear and out the other? It, it just, I said it, and then it evaporated into the, into the ether. Into the cloud? Into the cloud, yes. You need, you need your own personal cloud that just, of what you say you're going to do. I would like that cloud. I'm, I'm, do you remember when you said you were going to do this? <laughs> I'm hoping organically a third Rolling Stones reference will come up in this podcast because okay. I'm thinking of painting it black and getting off of my cloud. Dear Rebecca and Steve, I second the motion, writes Bob, or simplest of palindromes in North Carolina. I second the motion proposed last week for walk-up music for Dr. Siegel, or should I say I first the motion. Below is a poem submitted to viewer mail in the fall of 2020 suggesting a special intro for the venerable doctor. Perhaps those pre- in those pre-pandemic days, the world wasn't ready. However, now it seems momentum is building as the stature of the doctor continues to rise and I look forward to hearing whatever creation the Ball and Chain team creates to law to Dr. Siegel. A bit of doggerel for the doctor submitted circa September 2000, 2020. Did we not read this? Did we not get this then? Did don't we blow don't it put off? it on the we. You're okay. the one who okay. handles well, all well, of the We're going to read it now. If Let's we hadn't read, it, read it then, maybe we already have. I don't know. Dr. Gary Siegel, with a name so regal, deserves his own special intro. Mr. Gallagher-Denny has edited many, including for Ms. Holly Rowe. To laud Dr. Siegel, would it even be legal for me to write for Tom, Dick, and Harry by pebble-dashed baritone would a speaker intone the name of the venerable Gary. Thank you, Stephen Rebecca, for doing a thank you, Stephen Rebecca, for doing a hecka vajab on your ball and oh, chain yes. show. I remember the hecka vajab. <laughs> I remember that part. Yes, well, we I think I mean this. Tom Dick and Harry. If they first of all, Tom Dick and Harry, uh, we should play this um, when it's polished up, or maybe it's. Maybe it it is polished up. I don't know. But uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry have a new song about this year just passed, and um, it's fantastic. It's one of their best. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't play it for you. No. Well, I'll on a, on our next podcast between now and our next podcast, I'll get permission to play it, and if that permission is granted, we'll play it. It's 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 terrific. Okay. Thank you, Steve and Rebecca, for doing a hecka of a job on your Ball and Chain podcast, Ball and Chain show. Okay. Thank Please you, Bob. Please tell me, and, and I know. We'll Thank get you, there. Bob, for doing a heck of a job. I'm, I'm hoping when we get there, Dr. Siegel will have chosen his walk up music. Our neighbor across the water, Matt, in uh, in New York, writes uh, Happy Wednesday, Restiva. I hope both of you and the rest of the family are all healthy. I've been neglecting to send you these recommendations to you, but here you go. Hopefully, not too late. 
First, to help with the Wi-Fi coverage in the house, I believe this was an issue that inspired the reconfiguring of the dining room. Indeed, I think it did start at some point with, with that, but we, we're still having Wi-Fi issues to this, to this day. Am I wrong, Rebecca? We are. May I humbly suggest the mesh router system? Does this mean anything to you? See, I told you we're becoming a, a tech podcast. Uh, home kits. A mesh router system? No, it does not. Let me hear more. Is that sort of like a mesh uh, half shirt that they used to wear in high school football? Or is it like the mesh um, when you see the class action suit? Uh, commercials, if you had a mesh implant. Well, yes, you know, you know that's right. About, I do. Right? If you had a mesh router system or or a third possibility, is this just a cheap way of letting me do my beloved Sean Connery impersonation and oh. say, this has, this has become a total mesh. All right. Okay. Let's learn more. Uh, all right. I'm sorry. Uh, a mesh router system. I use Google Wi-Fi, which I believe has been changed to Google Nest. Amazon has their own system. Eero. E-E-R-O. They greatly improve coverage in the home with the added ability to easily turn off access to specific devices connected to the network. That could be a nice uh, tool to have in the arsenal for dealing with homework issues. A mesh router system, Rebecca. Can you look that up? Look into that, I should say. I will look into that, yes. Mesh router system, MRS, misses. Got it. It literally has your name all over it. Yes. You're just staring daggers at me like, like... I w- no, I will look into Move the on. mesh okay. router system. You can also prioritize devices. So if Rebecca is calling a game or in a Zoom meeting or perhaps using a home kit, you can prioritize her computer so it receives a stronger signal that the other devices that are connected at the time than the other devices. Rebecca, you would love that. It can override other devices. Are you kidding? All I want, I would, I would just always have your and my device override everything else. <laughs> There's nothing more important than whatever you and I are doing at the moment. Well, particularly you. Right? Right. Okay. So uh, Tina in New Jersey writes, the header is, I have a good idea. Okay, Tina. You, 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 I want to hear her good idea. You want to, you, you want to be the judge of that? Or is, is, her, is her idea for a mesh router I system? Haven't the, I haven't the foggiest idea. But um, hey, once again, I'm behind in listening and only now just getting around to writing. Clearly something is up with refs in the NCAA women's basketball game. So many traveling calls are being called at an obscene rate. Many are not even traveling. It's totally ruining the flow of the game with some so many whistles. Was it so bad that it needed to be enforced? In the NBA, there is blatant palming and carrying of the ball on every play. My good idea, uh, let's see, is, is uh, the good idea I don't think has to do with that. So Rebecca, first, can you respond to that? Um, I have noticed a lot of travels, a lot. Um, a lot of travels or traveling calls? A lot of traveling calls. Of actual travels. But I do think they are travels, the ones I have seen. Um, sometimes you get a post who does a nice up and under move and the ref calls it a travel just because, and that drives me nuts. Um, that drives me nuts more in youth basketball because we spend time almost in every practice going over post moves, including the up and under. And then you get to a game and because the official doesn't know that it's a good move, instead they call it a travel and err. But it, there have been a lot of travels like just on the perimeter in women's college basketball and they're being called, but I do think they are travels. Well, her great idea is about traveling, apparently, because she says, my good idea after listening to the podcast 147, TDM Touchscreens, is to have you do a segment on the touchscreen addressing and breaking down the traveling issue and showing close up what is actually happening. Refs are calling traveling as the dribble begins and the pivot foot moves. I guess they want the ball to hit the floor first. I can't tell, and I'm so confused why they're doing this. They should be calling the obvious and let the rest go. I'm not suggesting they don't call the travel, but just like you could call a foul but just like you could call a foul on every play, some things need not get called. Paige Beckers was called for three travels in UConn versus Creighton. Check it out. Would love to hear your thoughts. I think in the game last night, and I was only uh, uh, watching sporadically, but 
uh, a player for one of the teams ran to catch an inbound on on the sideline. Mm -hmm. And as she did, after she caught it, she took like another step and a half, I think, without dribbling. Mm -hmm. And there was that thing that you sometimes see in youth basketball where they paused and kind of looked around like, yes. are they going to call it? Yeah, I know exactly And then, the and then sort of about. forced the referee's hand or, yeah. or, or, or lips to blow the whistle. You have to call it when they kind of look around. It's and like it's like when you say you you can talk your way into any arena if you just act yes, like you confident. know what you're doing, act, like you've been act there with confidence. If she had just kept going, like what I didn't do anything, Even they she took nine more steps would, without dribbling. Yeah. yeah, but but she stopped and looked around. Like I think that was a travel, but are they not going to call it? Yes, exactly. Can't do that. John writes uh, sends a link Hershey to launch fan named Hoosie What's It Bar. Now you'll notice, Rebecca, the 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 uh, the font and the label it looks, looks just like very much like what you would call it. But is this that is for a real? company asked fans to submit name suggestions in 2020 for a new uh, bar, and the winning the Hershey Company's Whatchamacallit brand will introduce the Hoosie What's It bar next month. Its first new bar in a decade after calling on fans to submit name suggestions. So it's chocolate, chocolate, ch- chocolate, chocolatey crisps and peanut butter candy bar. That's a whatchamacallit. And it says on the thing, Hoosie What's It, candy bar named by Lisa M. So no, it's not a whatchamacallit. It's a Hoosie What's It's it. the same ingredients as a whatchamacallit. I don't think so. Crisps, that's, chocolate, that's, and Isn't that butter? nut-based? Tanya well, from Troy, our resident energy efficiency advisor, writes, uh, Restiva, I've been binging past episodes of the podcast as work has finally slowed enough to where I can listen and multitask. Life without the car has definitely impacted my listening, as you both have noted. Given the discussion on the phone-a-friend, and Steve's ability to recall the the modest oddities of trivia, has Steve considered trying out for Jeopardy, or is he ineligible because ESPN is owned by ABC? Stay warm. How's the space heater? Tanya from Troy. Tanya, the space heater is down here in the basement somewhere. It's not on. It's freezing down here, and it has become a... uh, a thing to uh, I think I think it's really become an ottoman for our, people who our are our daughter are, uh, our freshman has used it when oh, she she's has. done virtual school down okay. here she's used the space that's heater. good to know um, I don't think you got the super energy efficient one so I sometimes feel guilty to to plug it in um, well to answer the question I, I've never considered trying out for Jeopardy um, Rebecca you've been on Jeopardy twice I I had a long conversation and wrote a story about. Ken Jennings at Jeopardy Goat uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, my my uh, occasional recall of of arcane trivia is not remotely in a league with uh, that guy and and the uh, true Jeopardy uh, nerds as as he described himself. Um, this is a guy who when he, when he took the test in a room full of people in. Um, Studio City, California, he, I think maybe seven or eight were chosen from this room full of a couple of hundred people. And then he was given a time, you know, uh, some weeks distant that he was going to appear on the show. And he then crammed, you know, um, almanac style, but also the guy was a smart guy to begin with. And it reminds me, last night, our, our oldest daughter, who as a kid memorized all of the presidents in order, found our presidential placemat mm-hmm. and on the back it had the pictures of the presidents without their names and she was able to write down the name of every single president starting at the beginning yeah it was it was it's 
pretty impressive. I mean, really, just yeah. just by identifying the the. I think she uh, said second grade was the year that yeah, she memorized them. All. The angle of of the mutton chops, you know, right. Chester Chester A. Arthur, Chester B. Arthur. You um you said that Ken Jennings is the Jeopardy goat, and I was thinking, oh, I wonder if he has Jeopardy goat on his business business card, and then I realized, do people use business cards anymore? Of course they don't. If they want to exchange information, they just like send their contact info to somebody's phone. Like, I wonder if the business card business has any customers anymore. That's a good question. I think I think most people who get business cards get them off of like Vistaprint or something anyway, where they probably I are getting novelty cards. I just wonder if anybody cards. gets them at all, right? Like, when's the last time you saw somebody hand somebody else a business card? Oh, when's the last time I saw somebody? Right, well, true. Hand anybody anything. And, and, and probably with uh, COVID, we'll probably put, you know, has probably... Uh, delta death blow to that. You're right. Interesting. Um, we just got a couple more viewer mails here. This is from Missy in Tacoma. She writes, Hi, Rebecca and Steve. First of all, thank you for continuing this awesome pod. Since I usually listen while driving, I've saved up a few comments. One, is the PBJ sandwich debate still going? Of course it is. My point zero two is, my two cents is, crust on when slathering on PB&J. The crust ended or kind of like the border, the crust ends are kind of like the border for keeping the goods on the bread. Exactly, exactly. I never have understood why the crusts are cut off, though. Don't dinner rolls have a crust or bread bowls of soup? Pizza? One of our kids who likes the uh, the, the crust cut off of the PB&Js, Rebecca, will only eat the crust from pizza. Right. That's very different, though. Is P- it? Yes. Two, writes uh, Missy in Tacoma, still trying to find out what talents I can add as a resident blank. More to come on that, I think. Well, you could be a resident blank. In fact, uh, yesterday, one of our kids said um, we made cupcakes, as you mentioned, and then we had to ice them. And our 10-year-old said, should we ice them all or should we leave some of them blank? <laughs> Which <laughs> I thought, and we ended up leaving a couple of them blank for those who wanted the. Those will be blank. the ones that are left when all the others have been yeah. consumed. I would have said bare, but a blank is better. Yeah, it is. Okay, so Missy, our resident blank in Tacoma, as three, Steve, during all of these podcasts, I think the phrase that Rebecca can use when your attention falls elsewhere as she speaks, it could be that you are, quote, skimming these conversations with her. It's a phrase that a friend's sister mentioned one time at dinner several years ago, and I use it quite often. I think I am. I'm dipping in and out of uh, whatever it is you have to say. Otherwise known as being rude. <laughs> Selective hearing. Well, I'm not reading the Sunday New York Times. Uh, I couldn't possibly because our dogs would eat the Sunday New York Times. <laughs> I know. They've eaten in most of our papers recently. Finally, four, Rebecca, free agency. As I write this, I'm wiping away tears as Alicia Clark signed with the Mystics today. She's probably one of the most impactful non-superstar players in the league. While happy that she earned the opportunity to test the market, her impact on the team and community in Seattle will be sorely missed. Rebecca? Well, I have to say, free agency in the WNBA used to be kind of a ho-hum thing. And then with the new collective bargaining agreement that was signed last year, last year's free agency was a lot of fun because you had a lot of like superstars moving teams. One of them, you know, Dewana Bonner coming to Connecticut. Tina Charles ended up signing with Washington, even though she didn't play last year in the Wubble. But it's just it's gotten really exciting and really fun. And February 1st was the first day that that players could start signing um, with new teams. And so the big, big one was Candace Parker, who has spent, I think, 13 years in L.A., was the MVP twice, won a couple championships, now signed with Chicago. She's from Naperville, Illinois, um, and so kind of went back home. And, yeah, Alicia Clark signed with – Alicia Clark, a really important piece for Seattle when they won their championship last year, signed to go to Washington. Um, there's a 
Chelsea Gray, a great player, a guard from L.A., left L.A. to go to Vegas. Anyway, it's a really, really exciting time of year in the WNBA. And um, and we're going to be learning more and more about different teams um, signing players. The Connecticut Sun just re-signed their Thomases, Alyssa Thomas and Jasmine Thomas. Those are both huge signings for them to, to retain those players. I believe John Quill Jones also re-signed. But um, it's this really exciting time. And we don't get to talk about it. I talked about it a little bit last night when I was in studio for the halftime segment. They but talked about it at the end of the NBA jump show right before they fed into your game yeah. last night. They, uh, but, but Diana Taurasi resigning. resigning. So they like sprinkle in a little bit on, you know, NBA jump. They get a daily show um, and sprinkle in a little bit. And and um, just so people know, like Holly Rowe, the China Robinson and I, like we've been working hard and fighting hard to try to get a platform at ESPN, even if it's on um, – you know, even if it's streaming somewhere to to really get a, a place where we can dive into free agency because we understand how important it is and how interesting it is. And for people who follow the WNBA, they're really, really into it and, and are craving some of the content. So we're working hard and we're trying to figure out a way where we can um, where we can kind of give it the, the attention that it deserves. Chris in uh, Connecticut, uh uh, has a couple of points. First, uh, sports have high school sports have returned to Connecticut. He asks if there's any differences in basketball. His, he's got uh, swimmers, and uh, things are pretty much status quo. Our daughter playing uh, basketball. They're hoping to get a season underway. I mean, they've been practicing, but they're hoping to play games in a week. Yeah. Um, but they have to be done before the spring season starts because there was no spring season last so year and they don't want to affect that this year. It's a 12-game season. You play, I think, five teams. Um, you play them twice, and then there's two teams that you play once. That's like your conference schedule, so much shorter season than, than normal. The, the couple differences in terms of the actual action. One, of course, all the kids will be wearing masks. And the second one is um, after four minutes, I believe high school quarters are eight minutes, so the first whistle after the four-minute mark, there will be a one-minute mask break. You can't use it as a timeout, but the teams can go to their benches, get water quickly, take their masks off so while they're socially distant just to catch their breath um, without the mask on, and then it resumes. Um, so that's the big one. And then it's the second big one, especially in basketball, where you can get a lot of fans there and they're loud in a high school gym, is no none of the visiting team um, family members can attend and the home team each school is doing it their own way but I think most schools the home team kids can each have one uh, spectator or one guest come and watch I talked to a guy yesterday who's a high school wrestling coach in Connecticut just happened to be driving past uh, when I was shoveling the driveway and he said there was a possibility that there will be wrestling with no physical contact this I, don't, I don't know how that would work. I don't know how that works. Well, uh, uh, Chris is both uh, Team Steve on on the PB and J issue, oh, and I Team have not Steve had a single on, team Rebecca, right, and Team Steve on the spelling of sherbet. It's the only, as well, of course, the only way. And, and autocorrect uh, your phone will uh, won't autocorrect sherbet, but will autocorrect sherbert. So, I mean, if that's not definitive uh, answer, I don't I don't know what is. Finally, Dr. Gary Siegel, Rebecca batting uh, batting cleanup. He's he's batting like quadruple cleanup here. Okay. Batted Hello, around Dr. several Siegel. times. Ready? Dr. Secrets, dear Rebecca and Steve, I am both humbled and honored that other viewers have mentioned me in their correspondence and that you have suggested that I have walk-up music. The podcast continues to educate and entertain. Viewer Steve is another Steve who is a clever wordsmith with vicissitudes and assuage being two words from this, from his armamentarium heard in the podcast, his armamentarium. Armamentarium. His arsenal. Mm. 
Let's get to the leftover items from the recent podcast, as well as new items handled best, of course, in a list format. One, writes Dr. Siegel, I'm terribly sorry that I did not opine on when and how to amputate the crust of a PB&J sandwich. Alas, our daughter has a peanut allergy, so peanut butter was brought out judiciously and infrequently when she lived at home. Furthermore, while we chose to live in an area with fine public schools, of course, they went to a private school, which included lunch. <laughs> Two, Rebecca's organization method that uses folders colored by team is a sign of both organization and genius. I've attached a picture of a filing system used at a small labor and delivery in a rural hospital. Uh, used at a small labor and delivery in a rural hospital, where I give vacation and weekend coverage to the solo obstetrician there. Since the small unit is still using paper records, which is fine by me, please note that the hanging folders are colored olive green, orange, red, teal, and yellow. The folders obviously contain documents relative to, respectively, Army, Clemson, Georgia, UNC, Wilmington, and Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> there's a photo of this system. I'm glad that a, a place where they're delivering children would, would keep files on uh, these various college teams. Aren't you, Rebecca? So I'm, I'm a little confused, though. Like if the mom cheers for Clemson, her baby gets the orange folder. And if like how exactly? You're confused because it's a joke. Of course, these orange, red, teal, et cetera, folders are not for those. They but happen to correspond with the colors of those teams. Why would they not be? They could be. Because the records they're keeping are about their their patients and their deliveries and their I, medical well, it, records. It could be a way for the person who organizes those to keep them straight. Something about that woman made me think she was a tech fan. You did inquire. We're going to ignore that and move on. You did inquire in the last <laughs> podcast regarding COVID-19, the pandemic, and its effect on the birth rate. After seconds of research using Google, I discovered that COVID-19, the pandemic, has caused a baby bust of a baby bust of around 300,000 to 500,000 births, according to the Brookings Institute. Normally, there are around 4 million births annually in the United States. The reference link is below. I would be remiss, however, if I didn't chime in that since last Thursday, I've delivered two girls and one boy. There is one mother in labor as I type from the less than luxurious call room and a planned cesarean in the morning. Now, I mean... Uh, in What was the time frame that he's delivered in the uh, last... Since last Thursday, and I don't know when he wrote this, but it was it was recently. I mean, what have we done since last Thursday? Not only that. The air in my tires while, and I called a ball, a ball he, game. While he's waiting to deliver a fourth, he's composing a viewer right. mail to, to the ball and but, chain podcast. But like, just think about how insufficient the rest of us feel. And since last Thursday, I put air in my tires, sopped up some water on the basement floor and, and talked ball game. You wrote and shoveled. Dr. Siegel's bringing human life into the world. Well, listen, not only that, along with viewer Bob, writes Dr. Siegel, please enjoy the attached photograph of a medical record number appropriately redacted for privacy that is a numeric palindrome when you ignore the M, which all medical record numbers begin with at this hospital. And indeed, there's a photograph M00110011. That's not a medical palindrome. 00110011. Those are four numbers repeating... That's a pattern of two numbers repeating, but a, a medical palindrome would have ended with the two zeros. Would have ended right? with the two zeros exactly. Um, having said that, lastly, writes Doctor Siegel, I seek no attention whatsoever regarding walk-up music, but since I am a fan of James Bond, Sean Connery, Roger Moore, and Daniel Craig, perhaps Denny can do some magic. Ding, 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 That's his ringtone, right? I certainly hope so. No, it is his ringtone. It is his ringtone. So, of course, it should be his walk-up music. It is his ringtone. We've overstayed our welcome. 
it's uh, we we need to get out of this. But thank you everybody for uh, for the great viewer mail for listening. Thank you, producer Denny Gallagher, who is queuing up the Bond theme as we speak. And thank you, uh, thank you, Rebecca, for for being you. Thank you, Tom, Dick, and Harry, who are about to play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pad live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, well, we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.